Welcome to the third episode of Movie Night at World Day, where we talk about movies, technology, business drivers, while chatting with my World Day colleagues. I'm Federico Massarotto, your host, and today we will talk about a Pixar movie, Ratatouille, together with my big friend and colleague, Jens Lohmann. CTO, Continental Europe and Dach region for World Day. Hi Jens, welcome to my crew for a movie night at World Day. Hey Federico, pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. You who listen should know that we are recording remotely because uh, we have tried several times during the year to record in person. The last one was at the end of May at the World Day Elevator event in Milan, but we never succeed. So today goes like this, remotely, but uh, we will see each other in a few days at World Day Rising in Barcelona. Not too far out anymore, no, coming up. But before to go on, do you want to present a bit of yourself? Yeah, wonderful, uh, Federico. Well, next year I'm almost turning 50, but I uh, feel 25 at heart still. <laughs> I guess one of the reasons is uh, definitely my two boys, they're 19 and 15, uh, giving me a lot of joy, a lot of energy and a lot of pressure. Um, I'm uh, living in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, but at the same time also spending a lot of time with my boys in Germany still. And, um, you know, if at all something to mention is, uh, well, my partner that I'm always almost together for a decade right now and certainly also has a relevance when we talk about the movie that we chose. Well, we come to that a little bit later. 50? I don't believe you, Jens. You surely have some secret receipt to look younger. You should know that this cheerful boy is a former handball player, and perhaps his sport and gym have kept him young. But let's get serious. Uh, I want to start saying thank you again, because you are the first to introduce a cartoon as a movie. Uh, it's very important for me because I like movies, uh, cartoons and so on, also anime, thinking about the Japanese side and so on, so thank you very much. Pixar is uh, very famous for making cartoons or films that have various interpretations. Uh, they can be seen by both children and adults and everyone sees that the different facets and draw the different messages based on their age. It's an amazing thing from my point of view, having these different layers inside the same movies, in the same cartoons for, for people. That's certainly true, yes. I mean, the movies are, are really amazing and um, not that I'm not per se in animation. I like really love animations, always love them. But for sure, you, when you have young kids, uh, <laughs> you're a little bit more. Ah, for sure. <laughs> But especially with uh, with the Pixar movies, it's exactly what you just been said before. You know, everybody can take something out of those movies, and even though it was more a little bit of a favor to the kids, I'm, I certainly all these movies, uh, the well known Pixar movies, they're really close to my heart. And the other side of the coin is is really Pixar as a as a as a company as as a success story. Um, I first got in contact with them. I think it was, uh, you know, mid of the 80s when I saw one of their their short movies. One of the first movies that actually been, you know, produced 100% digital. Yeah. Uh, I know nowadays 2023, it's, it's not so much of, a, of something too crazy because we have whole uh, movies that are there or predominantly uh, movies are produced in a more digital way. But back then that was, was something 
pretty amazing. I mean, they started 1979 as part of the Lucasfilm computer division, which I think is, is really a great uh, reputation. Um, and then, I mean, a little bit further down the road, uh, almost, you know, 30 years later, they were purchased by, by Disney uh, with a valuation of, I think, 7.4 plus billion or something. So it's a crazy, crazy company story, right? You're right. I completely agree with you. As you said, and I want to underline it, it was uh, one of the first uh, or the first completely digitally produced uh, cartoons, uh, movies, uh, and marked a boundary between uh, before and after. I think the first one doing something new, completely new for that moment, in that specific age. And for sure, they got a lot of reputation for their for te technology capabilities, but it's something more like that. You know, if you dig a little bit into their history, it's it's really it's their way of incorporating emotions, feelings. So that that was really something groundbreaking. Not only making it digital, but also you know provoking these feelings and attaching uh, the the people who watch it. And you know, not showing. I will say not showing a, a story. Not showing a story for, for babies, for kids, for children, but adding something more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, when when we have a look look back, and then this certainly also has a relevance because we're, we're working in a technology space. Um, there was really a couple of, of team members who, who were really early days in the 80s. They were pushing the boundaries of what was possible. And, and back then, it was actually really the hardware. Um, yeah, <laughs> had, a, had a lot of lot of great ideas, and they've been uh, quite uh, experts, you know, when it came to software and to the rendering. But um, they they really had uh, when they working on on something, they really had these nights where where the machines, where the computers just had to progress, process, and to see make them see the next morning how it was going. So if, if we think back, you know, it's, it's really been, they, they worked in shifts actually, you know, to, to really um, make progress with their productions, uh, to bring them for something new, because really it was always the, the computers, the hardware that were limiting uh, uh, the progress. But yeah, um, really amazing, amazing story. Really pushing the boundary was what, what was possible back then. Um, hardware is still being predominantly being the, the limiting factor. Yes, and think about how it started and now what we have with the latest movies of Pixar, but also with Ratatouille. But let's start from the basics. Do you want to briefly describe the plot of Ratatouille and why you choose it? <laughs> well, it's not, not the, the latest movie anymore. And um, when you ask me about, about you know, uh, coming to your movie uh, podcast series, I'm actually not, not spending too much time watching movies. I should do more. So Ratatouille was one of the first things that came to my mind because it was from Pixar because of their amazing story. And it was something that somehow, you know, while watching with my kids multiple times, not only once, uh, watching it multiple times, this story somehow sticked, you know, stick to, to me and was really close to my heart. Um, uh, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's a simple story. It's about a rat <laughs> named Remy. Um, who is, you know, a passion for food, um, as rats do, but in a different sense. <laughs> um, he really has, has a re really great passion for the flavors, and um, so he, he wants to become a cook. And due to some uh, unusual circumstances, he ended up in, in, in Paris, 
ending up in a in a in a kitchen uh, in, a, in a bigger kitchen of a well-known restaurant and um he's, he's meeting a young um a helper in that kitchen which is his name is linguini he's super untalented when it comes to cooking but somehow they, they both um, team up together um and uh, in certain ways they're they're making it happen and um, becoming great cooks um both for their respective abilities the red for the the cooking uh, possibilities and linguini more for his mechanical and physical skills but it's it's really about a message of the movie um named by uh, a great uh, chef in that uh, in that movie uh, gusto who's saying anyone can cook and it's this the slogan more or less that anyone can cook if you really want it you can become a chef uh, okay before to dig deeper on the the message that you are sharing with us anyone can cook uh, i want to know i have a personal question for you um, I'm Italian, so I want to know, you are more similar to Linguini or to uh, to the route, to the Remy? So can you cook? I love, I love that question. I guess there's also a lot of similarities. Um, the problem is I'm having my, my girlfriend, my partner, she's not only a real foodie, but also an excellent cook. So she, she grew up in Panama, Mexico, then lived for the US for many years, late in Ireland, and then in the Netherlands. So she has had the time to intensively study and collect all the different cooking styles and flavors. Uh, so she's, uh, them. <laughs> she's well-rounded um, and, and well-educated. So, you know, traditionally, I think my, my uh, airtime in the kitchen, uh, kitchen is, is pretty, pretty restricted, but I work myself up, um, you know, while she's real thunderstorm when she's cooking. I'm German, right? I need my structure. <laughs> so, um, follow I'm, instructions. <laughs> I'm keeping the structure and cleaning up and preparing. This is where I really enjoy about, um, you know, cooking. Um, it's doing, doing the grocery shopping, you know, the ingredients and actually preparing ingredients. It gives me a lot of peace and calmness, you know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm diligent with it. But at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful task. So eventually I made my way up to um, actually cooking myself specifically for those meals will need a little bit longer preparation time right like for example one of my favorites italian risotto you have, Amazing. You have some time uh, to, to prepare that and really stand there stirring and this is where where, where i can bring in my my strengths and uh, eventually uh, gain some credibility in my um, personal relationship uh, risotto is uh, is quite difficult not so easy to be prepared so congratulations but so i'm right if i'm saying that you are your girlfriend uh, sous chef so the one that <laughs> yes, she's a sure. chef i hope you're in a better position uh, because you just mentioned uh, that you're quite passionate about cooking what about you uh i, I love to cook uh not cakes i have today i'm not so good at cakes my girlfriend is very good at cakes uh, I prefer to, to prepare pasta, meat, and so on. And uh, I have to say that in my house, I'm the one that cooks every day, so for lunch, for dinner. And um, uh, I found myself sometimes to, to prepare three different kind of side dishes, so vegetables in different ways, because uh, uh, my children doesn't like, I don't know, zucchini, she prefers the tomatoes. Uh, but in the meantime, I like to have salads. Uh, my girlfriend likes to have something uh, hot. So it's happened that I have to, to prepare, like in a restaurant, three different kind of dishes for the night, for the dinners. And uh, I have to, to do all myself. 
The worst thing is that uh, I'm not so good on making the, the kitchen cleaned. So I, <laughs> I, I, I have to say I use a lot of uh, pans uh, just to cook something because I like to, to uh, I'm like a, an artist from this point of view now, <laughs> not so good on following instruction and to make everything clean. So I have to uh, clean uh, some, some synergies there, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need... for some wisdom and then cleaning it. <laughs> Yeah, I need a German guy that can help me during my <laughs> I need a sous chef, me also. <laughs> so great. Uh, but going back to your the, the main message, so anyone can cook. We were talking about it and we read, I think, in the same way. So it can be read also as uh, making possible the impossible. So at the end, in the movie, we see a cook apprentice who can't cook and a rat who is uh, decently good on it. He is the real, is not only, as you said, um, eating, he's trying to mix in foods, the sounds, because also he makes um, a parallel with the music. And uh, so it's amazing. So I think making possible that possible is the hidden message behind anyone can cook. What do you think? No, just in the movie, I mean, the, <clears throat> the discrepancy of, of being a rat and want to become a cook. <laughs> it couldn't be more distinct in terms of uh, aspiration and then the ability to achieve it. So that's really, really nice story um, that, you know, also sends a really good message, you know, to, to any of uh, the, the persons who, who's watching it. And, you know, in the movie and also as such, it's, it's, it's only possible when you team up with someone um, to overcome, you know, certain hurdles to become uh you know to, to to be successful and then there are many many different examples also within the movie it doesn't matter if it's linguini which is his partner in crime uh teaming up uh, with with you know the excellent cooking skills and the flavors um uh, together with ling linguini's uh more or less mechanical or phys yeah. um, <laughs> physics to, to to perform the cooking but it you know it's also going beyond that um at the end of the movie uh, in a certain, in, in a circumstance, you know, the, the whole um, uh, pack of rats is somehow, you know, throwing the kitchens under 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 Remy's instructions. So, it's it's about individual abilities, the, the desire to achieve something, but then on the other hand side, also, you know, how to leverage uh, the abilities of, of the broader people around you to achieve something. So it's a team game. So to be a, te a team player, team member, and it's working a, it's together. A, about the team game, yeah, and then leveraging individual strength and abilities, yes. Yeah, and how is linked to to your job and to your life? Well, it's I think it's it's really really important, um, um, not only for myself. Um, it was always that that case, you know, if you really want something, um, you know, most of the things are achievable. It's it's about persistence. It's about you know being focused and, and, and trying to overcome uh, certain aspects. But for sure, it's also about about strength and uh, the things that you're doing good. Um, I certainly, um, when I look back, uh, for example, ten years, which is a decade from now, I wouldn't have imagined uh, becoming a CTO for Workday. But for some reasons, uh, there were certain abilities, certain aspects that I'm good at, uh, especially. Uh, not about not so much about the, the technical core effects it's it's more about you know how how to present and how to how to relate to other persons their uh, desires their fears their uh, ambitions um where where i really consider myself of having a strength but then for sure you know 
yeah, also yeah, closing, closing the gaps and uh, to, to profile that you want to achieve and um, eventually getting there if you're just persistent enough and then investing enough time in there. And then for sure, there's always uh, a little bit of luck in that uh, to be at the right uh, uh, place at the right time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, luck for sure. Uh, but I think also that in Worthy, we can achieve these kind of things. Uh, I mean, it's a, a company where, where I can feel myself in a good place where I can achieve a lot of things. And so uh, it's not only ambitious from our side uh, to, to improve ourselves, to, to grow, to do step by steps, not to go on, uh, but also the environment help us on achieving our results and our success. I mean, internal success for sure. There's specifically one aspect that um, that I really want to, want to highlight, you know, when we talk about organizations, specifically about work there, where we're, we're both moving in this environment uh, or working in this environment on a daily basis. It was really a factor that really amazed me, you know, when, when coming to work day, um, our culture really uh, focuses on, on finding the strength in people. Really about, you know, having those conversations, trying to see people with their, their limitations, but especially also with their strengths and then making use of that in the respective um, um, uh, situations. So that really is something that impressed me back then when I joined in 2017-18. And what I'm really happy to see that is still intact um, uh, with all the new joiners. Also, I think you, you joined a little bit after me, uh, so you can most probably also relate to that and confirm. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot about culture and uh, trying to uh, to focus on the values and keeping them intact over time. But certainly something that is happening within Workday. I, I totally agree because uh, um, I don't have problem to share the fact that uh, I base myself, my idea of my future myself uh, on my colleagues also. So looking at the people in front of me that made their path and so on, and you are one of them. I mean, uh, a former enterprise actor that became a CTO going around sharing the worthy messages for instance is something that i like to do i'm trying to do the same in italy so participating in events and so on sharing idea and this is something that uh, is possible i think only here because it depends on the culture that we have it's good for me that i'm a, a young worthy employees and if you want to see that it's possible it's not easy it's not for everyone but it's something that uh, you can try to achieve Maybe because uh, you are a, a former handball player, so I mean, uh, a sport guy. So you had a, a background with sport, I think is something that depends on our mentality. So who did a lot of sports, a, a team game, uh, maybe as something that is set in his brain to, to uh, try to achieve something, to, to win a championship, to win something. So training hard to achieve a goal. So it's something that I think is, yeah, but we, I think we can broaden a little bit. It's really about the determination, right? Uh, so yeah. if it's sports or, or any other um, uh, ability that you have or the, what you want to achieve, achieve it's, it's really the determination uh, that is important. And it is important to to, to convey that, that message uh, in terms of success stories uh, of other people, myself, yourself, um, and many others uh, within our organization. But it also goes beyond that. Uh, myself being a father, yourself as well. Yeah. To convey that message, uh, you need determination, you need to have, have a focus, you need to work on yourself. But then at the same time, it's, it's also really important to, to see that, um, that thing in others and, and, you know, jointly move ahead and, and uh, 
making a difference and, and evolving and, and being successful. And at the end, I think that these kind of things, it's not only help us, I mean, people into the company, but also our customer, because it's a sharing of possibilities, ideas, and different kind of peoples. Uh, what do you think? Is all interconnected or not from your point of view? Oh, it's certainly interconnected. Um, I mean, we we try to make our customers successful. Uh, we, we do make them successful, and it's certainly, you know, conveying uh, the spirits um, um, that we, we live and that we um, established internally also, you know, to the outside. And, and for sure, one of the, the biggest lever for sure is our technology uh, and our architecture and the, the functional capabilities. But it's it's much more than that uh, because uh, in order to... It's more on our people also. In order for them to, to be successful with us, uh, we also uh, leverage their personal strength. Uh, yeah, for sure with them to overcome um, um, hurdles or, or uh, challenging situations. So I think the time is running up. Uh, I don't want to, I, I don't know if you want to add something before to close the, the podcast. Well, I, I think we, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, of evolving, about determination and, and, and really what comes to my mind is, is really a quote from Usain Bolt that the difference between the impossible and the possible is in the determination. It's not everything, but a lot is about being driven, about wanting to achieve something, about wanting to evolve. So that's that's really what's something that comes to my mind and hopefully also helps others in then being, being and becoming successful. What an amazing sharing quote, final sharing quote. So thank you very much, Jens. It's a pleasure for me to hosting you here in my podcast. So. I owe you for sure a beer or an Irish mule. Or maybe the other way around, uh, just uh, with the difficulties of in order to establish uh, this meeting for recording the podcast. Been a pleasure, uh, Federico. Okay, so oh, thank you. And uh, we will see a rising what will happen. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure, a real pleasure for me. Thank you, Federico. Uh, see you at rising then. See you at next movie night at World Day. Bye. <laughs>